0: Today, the Minneapolis City Council pledges to completely dismantle the city's police departments. Democrats take a knee in Congress and top Republicans say they will not support President Trump's reelection. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Happy Monday. Oh, man, there's a lot going on. It did not stop over the weekend once again. uh, Today, I am joined by Elijah Schaefer, Blaze TV host Elijah Schaefer, host of Slightly Offensive. And by slightly, I mean incredibly.
1: Sometimes. You know, sometimes, unfortunately, the truth is just a little bit offensive.
0: (laughs) I mean, who can argue with that? Uh, We're also joined by Blaze TV contributors Josh Hammer, and Eric July, thank you guys for being here.
2: Sarah, for once, I'm not the whitest person at the table.
1: (laughs) My blackness is concentrated in small dots, all right? I'm a person of color. It's just part of my body.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've got, obviously, a lively crew and a lot to get into. Uh, So, Friday... We, I think both of you guys were here. We're both of you here on Friday. I feel like I we talked about Minneapolis. I know, we,
3: I know we had last week. I can't remember what days it was. Uh, though.
0: Right, run together. They, yeah. they do. Like, they I just, together.
3: <laughs> what day is it? I don't know. No, I feel yeah. like
0: uh, a couple weeks ago I was talking about how it feels like Groundhog Day, the movie Groundhog Day. But I was talking about the coronavirus <laughs> story, and now it just feels like Groundhog Day all over again with this uh, defunding the police. So the Minneapolis City Council vowed late yesterday to to dismantle the city's police department. Uh, Eric, I know, you know, we, we talked about The idea of it on the show Friday, they seem to be pushing forward with this idea. Nine of the veto-proof council's 13 members stood before activists and pledged to begin that process. They said decades of police reform efforts have proved that the Minneapolis Police Department cannot be reformed and will never be accountable for its actions. Uh, The mayor says that he does not support that, uh, which neither do a majority of Americans, by the way, according to uh, the Cato Institute's study. But uh, they say they're going to truck along, defund the police. Now, they have not actually said what they're going to replace that with. To- oh, total total anarchy, know. chaos. No, Do you? know. okay, Black please.
1: Panthers were talking about how they uh, are going to start patrolling uh, certain oh. neighborhoods. I think it was in New York, but I could be wrong. Someone could correct me. But as they dismantle, they're going to have uh, community patrols where they're going to look out for police brutality and also look out for the neighborhood. So sort of vigilantism. Uh, I, I, I want to uh, say this, because like, because power is a vacuum, it doesn't matter what the city says they're going to replace it with. When the police aren't present, somebody else is going to take, uh, take up the, the game there. And we saw that with the mob and the mafia before in, in, with organized crime. And so if there is not a government presence, uh, police in neighborhoods, a government will form by the people, but maybe not for the people. I, I'm not really sure.
0: Mm, good
2: point. Josh? So, look, you know, Sarah, one thing that you kind of learn in law school is when you think about laws, why we have laws, a good rule of thumb is that you, if you are a legislator or an executive signing a law into law, you should not do so unless you are ultimately willing to enforce it at the barrel of a gun. That is a good rule of thumb for every legislator who's thinking before he or she signs his or her name mm-hmm. to a bill. What that necessarily means is that you need the willingness to enforce that law at the barrel of a gun. Without law enforcement, there is no such thing as law. The entire concept of law, as as has existed for thousands of years in Western civilization, ceases to exist. So... Uh, look, to call this craziness would be the understatement of the century. I mean, what's his name? Brian Fallon was tweeting Defund the Police now, Hillary's former spokesperson. I mean, I guess we'll get on um, la- later in the show. We'll probably talk about Biden and where he stands on this. But this is quickly becoming Democratic Party mainstream talking point. I mean, first it was abolish ICE, then abolish prisons. I mean, I mean, what are we not abolishing? I mean, is anarchy just synonymous with the Democratic Party platform in the year 2020? But look, for Minneapolis, I mean, it's unclear what they're going to replace it with. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to Colorado with legalizing marijuana. I guess it'll be like a little experiment. Um, Good luck with that. Like, seriously, I mean, like, I mean, I would not move to Minneapolis today, (laughs) to to put it mildly. Um, If I were there, I would strongly consider leaving. But I guess we'll see the results in real time at this point.
0: Yeah,
3: Eric. Like I said, last uh, Friday, like, I mean... I'm the anarcho-capitalist here, and those guys are not anarcho-capitalists, and they.
0: Can you you explain really quickly? Well, you see, those guys are
3: communists. Those guys are like anarcho-communists, right? Yeah, my position, because I'm the anarcho-capitalist, right? I believe in privatization of all things, or at the minimum, uh, the ability to, which means if you can't privatize, you can at least homestead it, if uh, you know by way of first usage and so forth. They. A lot of and and I don't even want to go as far as to say that for example, the Minneapolis City Council is is communistic I would say they're absolutely socialistic because if you listen to what they're saying and even I was looking at at a bunch of videos About what is it that they're actually proposing because it sounds good. Just like the abolish ice thing. It's like You have to nobody's holding their feet to the fire. And this is where I actually absolutely think is a failure on the conservatives uh, uh, Side of this, but what does it mean? I hear you defund the police What does it mean? I literally right before the show, it was some blue check mark. I think it was the same one that we were talking about that was saying uh, the the other deal. And she was like, defund the police, fund the schools. And and this is with the video that I did yesterday. I said, you can't have it both ways. You cannot have it both ways. I'm on board with you. If you're gonna do it, don't have tell it though. If it's going to be some sort of marketized form of, uh, of, of you know, the, these security systems and so forth, whatever. But that's not what they're proposing, which is why they said that they want to replace it with some transformative uh, uh, public safety, yes. something of that nature. Yes. That's just a police department. It sounds good right now. But that's all that is, because if they're going to continue to have the positions that they have, funding schools, so forth. Somebody has to enforce that. They're going to have someone enforce it. And that's my biggest problem with this and why I would discourage any libertarians to march alongside these buffoons because they don't want what it is that we want. They still want you to get taxed to death. They still want you dead in all these other cases. And I'm like, has anybody addressed the whole concept of like, all right, we maybe this is the important time to talk about self-defense. Mm. I'm conversing with this same group of people and they scared of, you know, me and my picture of AR-15s. And I'm sitting there like, what? You're talking about defunding police and you got an issue. And, you know, definitely in a, in a spot like Minneapolis where they have these duty to retreat laws, yeah. people can't even protect themselves uh, with the, you know, regardless. So it's like it'd be one thing if it was like they were going to say defund it. And then they want to uh, say, "Oh, yeah, we're going to abolish these laws and all, all these other, all, all these." And, and I'm not talking about no woke police transformative public safety enforcing them. Let if it be, be through private militias or, or what have you. If you're going to let people do that, let them do it. Don't go sending the feds like the mayor's talking about. Send me 55 million dollars to 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 fix this looting. No, 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 none of that. If you're gonna do it, do it all the way. So I encourage everybody to take what they're saying with a grain of salt. Because and and that's unfortunate because we don't have a seat at a table. Nobody's arguing with them. Nobody's saying like, what exactly do you do you mean by that? Okay, let's extend this all the way to this to this logical conclusion. Nobody's do that. So they get to spout off random stuff that doesn't even make any sense.
0: Eric, I really wish that you had
3: anything to say about this topic. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. I've it gets me fired up. <laughs> well, look, look, at
0: South Africa? I mean, when you look
1: at this defunding the police, okay, when you saw apartheid end and there was a look for, for racial equality and, and a justification for all the wrongs done to black people, we can look at South Africa, which is in the most recent decades. And, you know, by trying to right the wrongs, it's become sort of a reversal of apartheid. Absolutely. And there's been an attack um, on the white people. They're, they are refugees. Uh, Poland, uh, Australia are taking in... To this day, white South Africans who are creating their own sub-communities because they are under the threat of of actual genocide and extinction, possibly, and have been attacked in many ways. Though there's a denial by certain people that that's happening. But that being said, you know if you look at Cape Town and Johannesburg and these places, the rich and the people, really, they all hire private security, which are really just police. Because the police there, and the way they've tried to make it transformative, have done a pretty terrible job at keeping crime rates down and they have some very high rates of of, uh, car theft very high rates of rape, very high rates of murder in South Africa, but in places where they just hire essentially their own police they actually have these lower rates of crime, which makes me come to the question do people not realize that the police in many and most places, the chiefs are elected, these people, the sheriffs, uh, the head of sheriff, they're elected, and also the DAs are elected I mean, even if your police was corrupt if you have a DA in place, that but mm-hmm is actually someone who's doing the right thing, they'll let you go, which is why Soros is funding, like in St. Louis, the DA who released all of the people that were rioting, you look back and who she's, who she's funded by. She's funded by far-left uh, open Open society. So when you, when you come down to it, it's like the police doesn't even have that much power in certain cities anyway. Mm-hmm. So what's the funding them gonna do? Because you get arrested, you get arrested as much as you want, the DA is gonna let you go. The DA is already more powerful than the police anyways.
0: Yeah, and uh, Josh, Elijah brings up a great point, uh, especially when you look at The Democrats controlling these local, Mm -hmm. you know, the local level, and they're blaming all, you know, President Trump, they're blaming this, they're blaming that, and really it's the Democrats who have been in charge of that for decades. You know, I was shocked to see Sean King, uh, famous white person. As me, black. Very famous. (laughs) Turned black, very famous white
3: person. (laughs) Very famous white person. Uh, tra-
0: can I call him white, trans black?
3: black? White, white, yeah, I guess that's what we get. Why not? Sean... If, you, if you can do it with your, your gender, why not? Like that's seriously, what I'm I know. Like, seriously, what's tra- the problem? Yeah, trans so black, black activist. Well,
2: Rachel Dole was that with the woman in Washington, right? Yeah, yeah. I-, yes. I interviewed her by the way. <laughs> did well, you? I did. I oh. did.
0: Oh,
1: I gotta
3: uh, see that. <laughs>
0: so trans black activist. Uh, Sean King. He uh, he tweeted out, but I mean, he I legitimately he was right, like, you know? Sean King said something that makes sense. So what the hell is going on? I
1: didn't know if that was real or not. Was that real? It was real. So
0: he. Tweeted out, and he made the point that you know, don't don't Democrats don't tell me I need to go vote for you. Don't act like my vote is just in the bag for you because Democrats have been controlling these cities right. for forever, and this is where we're at, and this is where you've gotten us. Right.
2: So I did not see Sean King's tweet because he blocked me years ago, but I, I, <laughs> I, I, I had to see it by somebody else because he blocked <laughs> me. I, I, I will take y'all's word for it. Um. Yeah. So so look, I mean, like the proverbial like clock is right twice a day type thing yep. here, right? Obviously, yep. I mean, like good for him. Um. But like Minneapolis is one example. Detroit and Baltimore. May the two greatest examples in the entire country of Democratic Party one-party rule for the past 50 to 60 years, since the 1960s at, at the earliest. Some of these cities, you can go back even further than that. Um, these, are, these are the most mismanaged, horrifically up-and-down, crime-ridden, crime-infested cities in America. And like the gall of the people who say that if you care about justice in this country, if you care ab- uh, about um, equality, if you care about ending apartheid, or whatever kind of the buzzwords are, that are thrown around, to vote for this party I mean, to say nothing about the history of the Democratic Party. Okay, that's a, that's right. a whole that's a whole other rant. Right. Okay, but to say that you have to support this party that has governed these cities into the ground, Minneapolis. Didn't this happen in Ilhan Omar's congressional district, if yeah. not mistaken? Yes. Come on! I mean, like, like, how are the viewers at home? I, I, our viewers obviously are very smart, but how are the viewers for CNN and MSNBC not connecting the dots here? Right? I mean, this is Illinois' Mars district. This Minneapolis, Minnesota, is the is one of the quintessential examples of what happens when leftism runs amok in America, and that is what the actual message that voters at the ballot box this November ought to bear in mind. I think. It's
0: where does that start then? It, I mean, it's got to start. I feel like it's got to start in schools, right? They just kids are not learning how.
3: I mean, we elect
0: people to represent us. Well,
3: yeah, well, it's all narrative driven. I mean, don't get me started on public schools and so forth. But it's all (laughs) Um, about. I'm afraid your head might explode if I get you started on anything else. But on a serious note, it's about narratives. It's not about what is true. It's not about what is fact, because Josh hit it right on the head. I've been talking about this for years. They have been running these cities into the ground. Democrats, you look at Detroit, you look at Baltimore. We just dealt with this. We just dealt with this with the whole Freddie Gray uh, uh, situation. So. They have been controlling this city in cases like Baltimore, where top to bottom they had you know almost uh, almost it wasn't all exclusive, but almost exclusively black city council, uh, chief of police Democrat. Everybody's a Democrat, and I think it's a cop out for the Minneapolis politicians to be like, "Well, we're just going to disband the, the police, like it's right. we had nothing to do right. with
0: it." It's all and the it, police. Yeah,
3: it's all it's all them. It's like y'all have been governing this this area for for years. Right. So it's like do people not see that and they don't because they're looking at it's so silly that people look at this and they say I'm watching I mean you can't you can't get away from this I can't even watch sports man with with these fools talking about this and they bringing up Trump and I'm like what the hell does Trump yeah. gotta do with Minneapolis? Right. What does he have to do with that? What does he? Have, he to kicked that? him
1: out in like October or whatever in the last rally. Yeah. They rioted outside and said he. They beat up his his followers.
3: Yeah. It's like <laughs> it, it, it has nothing to. He has nothing to do with it. But that's how they how they get this stuff done. They get this sort of. It's not even a goalpost shift. It's, it's a blame shift. It's mm-hmm. like we're gonna blame the opposite party, even though they have not had any control in the cities where all of this is taking place. Again, we just dealt with Baltimore, now in Minneapolis. He's ran by Democrats, top to bottom. They never get to blame. And it's very impressive. It's got to be some sort of wizardry. Uh,
2: (laughs) Jedi mind (laughs) trick. Yeah.
3: Something like that for these cities to be ran by Democrats top to bottom. And they have so many issues with the police. Yet people still go out there and blame Republicans. That is impressive.
0: It, it really is. And I think it It also shows a, a lack of Republicans yes. stepping up and taking that message yes. and driving That's it home. It. You know, they seem to just forfeit every opportunity to do that these days. Uh, we've got a lot more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, iTarget Pro. Uh, I know the country is very slowly opening back up again, but some of you might be a little leery about being in confined spaces with the public. Uh, if your dad maybe is someone like that, or if you're just looking for a really great gift idea for Father's Day that's safe and also COVID-free. It's shipped to you sans COVID. Please consider iTarget Pro. Uh, this is one of seriously, no kidding, the coolest ways to dry fire train with your gun at home. You're not paying range fees. You're not paying for ammunition, which by the way, is really expensive. Uh, they have a an app that you download on your phone and you put a laser bullet with the specific caliber for your gun inside your uh, weapon and you can dry fire. You can learn your you know trigger control. You can learn how how long your pull is, and it will pay for itself with all of the money that you're saving in ammunition. They come in all the major calibers. Uh, Right now, for Father's Day, get 10% off plus free shipping with offer code NEWS. That is itargetpro.com, 10% off. I'm telling you, your dad is going to love it. He can train at home, and as an added bonus, he's not going to be shooting holes through the furniture. You're welcome, Mom. That's itargetpro.com, offer code NEWS. We're talking about uh, all of the rioting from George Floyd's death, uh, Minneapolis wanting to defund the police department, which really is an idea that has kind of taken over nationwide. And I want to get into a little bit later, gentlemen, your thoughts on um, what happens to the, the inner cities. If this actually takes root and starts taking place in, let's say, Minneapolis, New York, um, what becomes, you know, of those those cities? Because I I can't imagine regular people just being like, yeah, I totally want to live in a place where there's no police here to protect me. Um, But first, I want to uh, Elijah, you touched on uh, what's going on in South Africa um, and, you know, how really it's kind of the reverse apartheid right now Um, over the weekend. White police officers and civilians in North Carolina were washing the feet of black community leaders uh, as they asked for forgiveness for their white ancestors' sins. Here's a little bit of what that looked like.
3: <laughs>
1: yes, it's our honor to stand here. On behalf of I mean. all okay. white okay. classes, all of our <laughs> white race, and then we've just heard about.
0: one wow. race. So brave. All of humanity before we stand here. All okay, of- yeah. Confessing. Yeah. <laughs> <repenting look> for <laughs> okay. okay. All right. I can't. I can't anymore. I can't it's do religious. it. It's religious.
1: It's cultic. It it, really you know. I've noticed the real. What's interesting is, is because if if you don't work if you don't worship something, you'll worship anything. And I have watched as, uh, like, can we get into this for a moment? Mm-hmm. That Black Lives Matter. If anyone, for a moment, would just go to their page, Black Lives Matter com I think it is, uh, and or you can just Google it and look what they're actually about. Right. Um, this is a religion, and you guys have probably talked about it on the show. Yeah, I know, but, Josh. yeah, but it's but I awful. mean, th- this is a religion, and the fact that. They don't just want to defund the police. They don't... They want to they they dismantle families. They don't even just want to advance they, they race, dispi- yeah, they, racism. They want to... They yeah, they want to raise kids through a tribe, which yeah. is with without parents. They want to deconstruct heteronormativity, which is a way yeah, of saying... That's, all, yeah, so they, we they, all, that's why
3: they latched that whole, and that, that pisses me off, right. really. They latched the whole like
1: we're all queer. LGBT stuff with we're all queer, queer raising black, black each right. other. They basically want to deconstruct Western society. Yes. And what's sad is, I don't even think they really want to. I think that special interest groups that are funding them are using using them to try to completely uh, you know cause ha- wreak havoc in a, in a place. but because they're black, it's like that doesn't mean and I'm white that I owe you anything. like be you go you go figure out your own life and, and actually the, the main things that I've, I've researched because I, I used to I was a part of an inner city school program um, as a like credentialed science teacher or whatever back in LA I ended up quitting that. Um, because they told me that my privilege and my my position as a white man, they made me stand, I was the only person, white guy in the room and they made me stand in a corner and and, and berated me about my and this this like uh, sensitivity training. Whoa. And so I just called them out for that and I, I called them on NPR and ended up quitting. But um, oh but that being said, it's like, you know, when I was in that room, it's like I was the only white person. It's like there's plenty of people of, of color in their terms. But I've, I've, I'm like, I'm reading the same studies you are. You're saying that the greatest things affecting a child's performance in life is his IQ. You. Eu... Or, and or the amount, uh, the of way his stability of his home life. Mm-hmm. And then you're saying here proving that one of the greatest factors affecting young children, especially young boys who are developing, and their IQ as they develop, this isn't a racial issue, is a lack of a father in their home. If they have a good father or they don't have a father, affects their IQ. So now what you're telling me is in the black community with 77% of, of kids growing up without a father, you're t- and you're telling me it's not a racial issue why there's issues with IQ or different things that you know certain extreme people like to make. You're talking about a cultural communal issue going on right there in the community. You don't need to wash pe- washing people's feet ain't going to put Black fathers back in the homes of of, of of black families, you know? And I'm just saying that. And it's like it's like what you're doing is you're humiliating yourself. You're not humbling yourself. You're humiliating yourself because if you really care about black people, if you care about somebody and your kid says, Dad, if you love me, you know, you give me ice cream before dinner and you go, No, 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 you don't understand, you're gonna feel sick, you need nutrients, you're developing, you're growing. If you go to a black person, you go, Yes, yes, I'm gonna do whatever you want. I'm gonna I'm gonna just wash your feet and that's gonna help you, you just created comedic gold for me, but also unfortunately you've created more decades and more years. This movement is creating more years of suffering for the black community because again, we have all the momentum, all the power, all the focus, even the money and yet we're completely missing the focus on the actual issues that can get the community out of where they are. And it breaks my heart to see this because these people I think have good hearts, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, they're a part of the problem.
0: Yeah, Josh, um, do you think that these people, because I-, I tend to agree with Elijah, I think that uh, these larger organizations who are funding you know black lives matter and the like um are kind of using them as useful idiots Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term and i like these the people on the ground don't understand that the movement is about all of these other larger things unfortunately though they're going along with it Uh, they're complicit in it because they're they're an activist for black lives matter
2: yeah, you know, if I recall, the the origin of the term "useful idiot" is like is Marxist-Leninist mm-hmm. in background, mm-hmm. and that, is, that that's what's going on here. I mean, these people are pawns of a, of a broader scheme. That you know, Soros obviously funds a lot of these organizations, all sorts of other people who share his. His various and sundry agenda, but you know Elijah's point I think is such an important one. But what's going on here? This is idolatry, okay? From a from a Judeo Christian perspective, you said he's totally right. This is idolatry, and leftism here, there, and everywhere seeks to supplant actual God with lowercase g God, and that's what's going on here. We're seeing people literally kneeling, literally bowing. They are taking a, a felty an allegiance to the lowercase g God that is intersectional progressivism mm-hmm. and intersectionality. Of course, you mentioned it, like that's what's going on in the BLM platform, and I mean destruction of the nuclear family. Um, we talked last week in the podcast about how BLM has always supported the eradication of the state of Israel. That's a, a inter- intersectional stance to the T, you know, from from the river to the sea, Palestine shall be free. Connect that with Michael Brown and Ferguson. I mean, this, it's, it's from a theoretical perspective, it's total nonsense obviously, but that ultimately at a higher level is what they're trying to do. Is, the, is the, the goal of the leftists here, there, and everywhere is to break down the nuclear family, break down religion, break down church, synagogue, and God, and then seep in there and then be the lowercase g-god. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at another level, though, what's going on here, though, is what are these white people apologizing for? Like, it's,
0: that's what it's I don't literally, get. Like, I literally don't understand. It I mean, you, or did you do something yeah. specifically, individually? Because so, if
2: not you know, in the Jewish community, like, to this day, there's, like, an ongoing debate, like, whether, like, we'll, like, buy German products or buy German cars, okay? I come down the side of, the people who are in Germany today ha- are not the ones who perpetrated right. the Holocaust, right. okay? Like, they're just not. If, if, if anything, Germany has gone above and beyond in reparation payments to Israel. They, uh, That's a whole other issue, though. But, like, here, like, the same thing. Like, th- 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 these people, ancestors, even if they are ancestors, for all we know, they came here 50 years ago, but, like, even if like, their ancestors actually were, like, antebellum, like, You're Like, from Canada bodies. or yeah, something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, like, just moving but, down. But even if they <laughs> even if even if they literally were like a 10th generation American from like Alabama or whatever, why do you feel a need to apologize for someone who's been dead for 150 years? Like, it just doesn't
3: make any sense to me at a logical level, but that's that's leftism's goal.
0: Yeah, Eric.
3: Those are losers. And if, if uh, look, white leftists, if you're watching this, if you do that, you may get slapped just like <laughs> on a serious note because it's like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? And I, I wrote a, me and my band wrote a, a song called You Are You and the, um, the bassist, who also is also as a singer, he, uh, he sings from his perspective, I sing from mine. We talk about this one of the lyrics. I say uh, that, you know it's foolish that you take credit for history that you had nothing to do with. That's a literal lyric. Um, it's funny, It's always we, we wrote that album in 2016 and we seem to touch on all of this stuff. But the concept, and more so what we are discussing is that I am not my ancestors, right? I've never been a slave. Or anything not, not at least not to that degree if we want to talk about what the state's doing that's something else But to that degree chattel slavery had nothing to do with that, right? And no white person in here had anything to do with that to apologize for that is foolish To take credit for your history I think is another foolish thing if you had nothing to do with if I didn't if it wasn't me that Sort of made that coming to fruition saw some sort of success. I'm not taking credit for it You know, so it goes both ways but we're at this point to where people are trying to apologize for something that they couldn't control. Right. I couldn't control. I just came out with all this dark skin. I just came out like this, you know. So and it, it's awesome. You know, I get to stand in the sun all the time and I don't get to burn <laughs> up. Came with some genes too, fast twitch muscles. Ended up being a very collegiate, very, very good track and field athlete. You know, and I'm, I'm thankful for that, you know, but I didn't have nothing to do with it. I was just born this way. Yeah. So what am I taking credit for? And on the other side, what are you apologizing for and what are you feeling guilty for? Like that right there is exactly for losers. But it also happens on the other end, which I know a lot of people don't want to talk about. And This is why I I want to say this here, even though it's kind of a side note. I never support this movement of Black Lives Matter because I think that it's when you think about it in terms. I'm not talking about an organization because everybody's posting it, even people that don't even know it's an organization. I think that it's a movement centered around begging to be accepted and acknowledged by white people. I feel like my, I matter. I value my own life. What the hell do I need to sit up here and on, put on a sign saying, my life matters. You don't value it, that's on you. Mm. I don't need your acknowledgement, I don't need your acceptance, and I certainly don't need your validation. And that's all, that, that's, 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 that's people begging for white folk to accept them, to acknowledge them, and so forth. And just like washing black folks' feet, that also is for losers, and there's losers on both sides <laughs> of this.
0: Wow. I don't think I've ever heard Eric so pissed off uh, in, in an entire show. I think I'm so excited to have him guys. on my show
1: this week. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited because he see the thing is he has to be a little more censored here. But on my show, he can really... <laughs> he can
0: really, be the real Eric that we <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, I online.
1: know everybody looks
3: at me like, man, he's he's tamed. He's tamed when I'm at the yeah, man. I, I can I can switch it up yeah. a little bit. There's only
1: a few F words in my show. It's like then it's like a good good. You know I mean it's like it's like Christian approved.
0: <laughs> yeah, so those of you who don't mind F bombs, uh make sure to tune in the to uncensored Eric violence, live. everything. It's like how many videos get removed? age-restricted on my account unfortunately
1: a high amount so that's why i'm having you on
2: yeah go full go. force slightly yeah.
0: offensive uh later this week to come uh all right we've got more to get into first we want to thank our sponsor this segment shippo so uh for e-commerce businesses shipping in two days or less is the new standard. Amazon, right? Thanks a lot, Amazon. You set this new standard that everyone else has to keep up with. If you're a growing business, you're probably wondering, how do you keep up with this? All right, well, let me tell you about Shippo. This will be your business's new secret weapon. Shippo is the only shipping software for growing businesses that you can start within minutes. You start it, you set it up like that, and you can ship it the same day. They ship hundreds of millions of packages, and Shippo's volume discounts save you up to 90% off carrier rates. You can connect your online store to to Shippo uh, on the website. There's no coding or technical expertise required. Let me just tell you something. If you guys know Chad Prather, uh, Party Foul Steve, he can operate Shippo. If he can operate Shippo on his own, anyone can do it. I'm telling you. They will instantly identify the lowest shipping rates from 55-plus top global carriers, UPS, USPS, whatever it may be. They pull in your orders automatically. You can click print and ship. It is super easy. Uh, you got to try it if you have not yet already. All you have to do is go to goshipo.com/y. They will give you... It's a $700 value for free. It is a free six-month. I'm sorry. It is a six-month trial. It is a $700 value for free. It's a Shippo Pro Plan. All you have to do is go to goshippo.com slash y. Just to try to put a ribbon on all of uh, what's going on with, you know, the the rioting, the looting, Black Lives Matter, uh, George Floyd, uh, the Democrats in Congress were taking a knee in a George Floyd tribute. It was Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer and about two dozen uh, lawmakers in Emancipation Hall They knelt for eight minutes and 46 seconds to mark the length of time a, of course, Derek Chauvin uh, pinned his knee on the neck of George Floyd. I'm honestly just shocked and impressed that Nancy Pelosi was able to get up <laughs> after she had knelt. So uh, I think that's photographers, that's the, too.
1: What's really crazy is when you're going to do something selfless is how you have a, pl- a planned media presence with photographers and everything right. present. And I was going to say that's so impressive that it, they happened to just take a knee as the entire press corps was in front of them. Isn't that crazy? That was really impressive, too.
0: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So I think buried lead here. Uh, That we're really no one's talking about is uh, both of those things. But I really quickly wanted to get to Drew Brees wife because we covered this story. Drew Brees, of course, last week. It just he needs a PR person. He came out. He said something completely non offensive, not even slightly offensive like this one, just completely non-offensive about being proud of the flag. Uh, He doesn't understand why people disrespect the flag. He brought up his two grandfathers' service, military service, and of course then later apologized because you can't recognize the flag without somehow implicitly meaning that you hate black people. I don't know. Do the math for me. I can't. I can't quite comprehend it. But Drew Brees' wife now is also apologizing for her husband's kneeling comments. She uh, posted a big thing on Instagram because I guess that's how people are posting their apologies these days. But she said, uh, "We." Are the problem. And then she went on to write this big, long, dramatic thing. (laughs) I I write this with tears in my eyes. I hope you all hear this. Uh, But she said, How could anyone who knows us or has had interactions with us think that Drew or I have a racist bone in our body? Somehow, we as white America, we feel good about not being racist, feel good about loving uh, one another as God loves us. We educate our children about the horrors of slavery and history. And then she says, Somehow, as white Americans, we feel like that checks the box of doing the right thing. Not until This week, did Drew and I realize that this is the problem? Eric, I'm going to let you uh, start with this one because you're already shaking your head in disgust. I'm wondering what the hell white people can do right.
3: It's loser stuff, man. Like, what are you doing, man? Like... (laughs) What are you about, like the fact that people think that, and this goes back to what I said, it's like the savior complex among a lot of these people where it's like being not racist is not enough. It's like says ooh who made that rule up again it's, it goes back to the acknowledgement thing and it goes on both sides where people think well you get people black folk thinking that oh this whole thing you got to say something okay and then you got the other folks who take it among themselves the self-righteous folks who are like I have to say something and use my privilege none of these scrawny white dudes throwing bricks through McDonald's got anything or wendy's or whatever you're not superior to me I'm more athletic I'm better looking i'm I, I, I'm, I'm smarter like what are you how can they put it among themselves to try to move black folks in their world for them and to say it's not enough it's more than enough if you're not this is and I said this not too long ago it's like look if you know you're a good dude why would you have someone try to corner you and make they make some sort of ultimatum and they say you got to say something if you if you 365 days throughout your long life if you know you haven't been racist or anything, for what reason would just because everybody else is speaking up or some group of people demanded that you do it, why on earth would you feel the need to say, "Okay, it's up to me. I have to say something, and I have to perpetuate this same old corporate narrative that everybody is saying." Like this whole deal, again, is for is for losers. It doesn't solve any issue, and this is just people trying to again. They got make they they they're in football, so they got guilty into doing this, man. And it's, but
0: Josh, I mean, legitimately, what what can white people do right? Because I feel like it, there's just nothing. You can't do anything. You can't teach your children now about the horrors of slavery. It's you know, not enough.
2: Wasn't there a Medium essay? Is, is someone correct me from wrong? I think I saw a Medium essay over the weekend, something along the lines of why I am not committing suicide due to my white privilege or something like that. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I, I. Mental health is a very serious matter. I am not treating with with frivolity here. But um, <sighs> like, short of of just like mass suicide, like it's literally unclear to me. Yeah. But you know. Mm -hmm. The talking point here for the people who are like anti Drew Brees or at least the first iteration of anti Drew Brees um, seem to equate the American flag with institutional slavery, a la the New York Times 1619 Project, etc. Do you know who else also thought the American experiment was was irredeemably intertwined with slavery such that black and white people were inherently unequal and could never be equal? Chief Justice Roger Taney, when he wrote the Dred Scott decision in 1857, that was literally the pre-Civil War stance of the most heinous people of all time. That was everything Abraham Lincoln ran against, he fought against, and ultimately he vindicated against. That is That exact viewpoint, that to to be American, that the the stars and stripes necessarily means that black and white people cannot and will not ever be equal, is, I guess, the current stance of the far left. And it also was the pre-Civil War stands of the Democratic Party too. So you know what? What, what do they say in Ecclesiastes? Uh, there's, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm. Um, same thing here. Yeah,
1: Elijah. yeah. You know what really strikes me as interesting in all of this is why is nobody taking a consistent approach? To their rejection of ethno states, because if you really get down to this whole movement, like you were saying, this is this entire movement that's happening right now, social movement, is like social injustice, not social justice, that is preaching the difference between black and white people, and ultimately, Black Lives Matter does want their own, you know, they want black separatism, which ultimately could foundationally take place by having their own their own country, um, specifically, maybe even something similar to the reservations in with the natives, but it's like, you know, I mean, I whatever, I mean that's what it looks like what they want from what you're talking about and you know you want black policing and you want white people out of your departments and you want black run schools and a black run community and you're going wait a second i thought that that was not what we were fighting for because what's really crazy is if you're a white person And I don't want to bring up certain of the commentators on the show, so I don't want to bring fire on your show that way, but there's certain commentators who've been deleted recently off of YouTube who are literally arguing Black Lives Matter for Black Lives Matter. Actually, white nationalists are Black Lives Matter's best friends. They're going, white people and black people are different. We want our country. You want your place. Let's be separate. We don't want you to die, because white nationalism isn't Nazism. They just want their own nation. And so when I'm listening, like I've listened to some of these white nationalists talk, and I'm going... They agree with Black Lives Matter. Like, Black Lives Matter is the most white nationalist organization I've ever heard in my entire life because they want this separation of people. And I'm going, but why is it cool when black people want to be separate? And do white people realize they don't They don't believe in equality these group, far-left groups don't? They actually believe, in, a lot of them, in black superiority, which is why black supremacy was trending on Twitter last night. And it, these people are not looking at terms of actual justice and equality. And I didn't even know what you were mentioning earlier. I don't, I'm not... Don't watch my show if you want to hear legal jargon and i going to address
3: copysample.com.
1: Yeah, I'm like I'm like if you want to hear if you want to hear that well, you know, watch somebody else. But but when I when I really come down to it, I go, most Americans really just don't give a crud of, see I caught myself. I don't give a crud about Anybody's skin color. This is a small majority. 8% of Americans are considered extreme on the far left and far right. This is 16% altogether. Some people say it's 12% combined. This is not America. And Americans do not need to apologize to other Americans for things they didn't do. And Americans don't... I, I always tell people this. I don't care I don't care if a black neighbor moves in next to me. You know why? Because if you live in my apartment complex, you probably have similar values and similar ideas. You probably work hard. You pay your bills. You understand life. You probably care about family. You want to live in a good neighborhood. If my neighbor is black or not, it doesn't really matter. When I move to a neighborhood, I don't move to a neighborhood because I look, oh, how many black people live in the neighborhood or how many white people? I go, what are the crime stats? What's the crime going on there? How good are the schools? And if it's a black neighborhood, then it's like I'm going to get more along with a black neighborhood that holds my values than I'm going to be moving into some Ozark high crime meth place in the middle of America. And I'm not speaking crap on middle America. I'm just saying it's like... People don't understand this is not a black-white issue. This is a values issue. This is an understanding of what you value. And if there's if there's inconsistency and an incoherence between the black and the white culture, then we need to address that.
0: Mm. All right. We we need a, a moment to get cooled off here at the table. We'll be right back.
1: <laughs> Him and I on the show together, you're going to get calls like, your advertisers
0: are dropping you today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've lost another advertiser. So you Notable top Republicans are not vocalizing support for President Trump's reelection. Namely, George W. Bush, uh, former President George W. Bush, uh, just it was just reported by the New York Times uh, over the weekend that he will not support President Donald Trump's reelection. Now it's not just him; it is, of course, Mitt Romney, which we I, I, he doesn't. I don't think he gets to have an R by his name anymore at this point. I think it's just Democrat Mitt Romney. Uh, Jeb Bush is unsure how he will vote. Cindy McCain uh, is considering Biden. Former top military officials and government officials who are Republicans or served Republican administrations uh, expressed dismay at the options in 2020. One sitting Republican congressman, Francis Rooney of Florida, said that he is also considering voting for Biden because Trump is, quote, driving. driving us all crazy. He said a lot of people that voted for President Trump did so because they did not like Hillary Clinton. I don't see that happening with Joe Biden. How can you not like Joe Biden? (laughs) Elijah, how can you not like Joe Biden? How?
1: You know, people have fetishes for for people of size, we're calling them now, not fat people. There's people of size. People have fetishes for you know, the Asian culture, they call it yellow fever and things. And apparently people in this country have a fetish for you know psychologically Mentally decrepit geriatric acidity. patients who've escaped from whatever home they were supposed to stay at. And I I, I really, the allurement with Joe Biden is, is an illusion. It is false. It, it's like watching Bill Maher or any of these daytime talk show hosts without the crowd and the laugh tracks. It's really hard to just watch. You go, these are not talented people. Jimmy Fallon at home, It's like, my gosh, man, at least try, you know, at least try to pretend like you are good. But when you strip down the studios, you strip down all the the supportive media and the stories, what you get is a really raw, bad product. And unfortunately, because of the time of of Joe Biden's rise was during America's decline during the the, the COVID crisis. And I'm not calling out the scandal, by the way, COVID scandal. uh, You know, he's he hasn't had that support of, of the big studios and all of all of the networks. And so before he could get that, he's sort of shown as true colors. Mm. And it's really, really kind of vindicating, I think, for a lot of us on the right, to watch them without that powerful machine that they have really present their best, and it, it just doesn't compare to Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump ain't the best guy in the world in terms of, I'm sure, morally in his own life. Some of the things he said. He's a billionaire. He's a he's a player. But I'll just say this: at least he makes sense. He
2: knows what day it is. Right, Josh. <laughs> Sarah. I don't understand why any of this is supposed to be newsworthy. I mean, you know, Colin Powell, for example. Like, look, he seems yeah. like a great guy, decorated veteran, um, very esteemed, dignified, etc. He hasn't voted for a Republican presidential candidate since Bush's reelection in 2004. He didn't he didn't vote for McCain. He didn't vote for Romney. He didn't vote for Trump. Like, why am I supposed to? Care about that? George W. Bush didn't vote for Trump in 2016 either, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember like the video of him after Trump's inauguration speech saying that was some crazy, you know what? Yeah. Like I mean, the, the video went viral, so. Look, what happens is, in American political history, when a wrecking ball comes in from within one party and shatters the old consensus, the previous reigning ruling class within that party is obviously not going to like what replaced it. Is Donald Trump, like, the most kosher-upstanding guy in the world? Obviously not. Does he represent a seismic shift in both tone and, I would argue, substance from the status quo ante? What happened before that? Yes. So the people who represent the status quo ante are going to be butthurt. And if I can say that term (laughs) on the air, they're going to be butthurt. You can. They're they're going to be butthurt then.
1: Eyes, eyes, like, oh.
3: no, i mean uh, you
0: may also use the word butthurt if it comes <laughs>
3: true that but i mean yeah it's not really that much you know news for them to be in opposition to him i think that's a very easy thing to do definitely with any sort of social pressure or anything like that uh being in support of trump or more so not supporting him and saying that you're not supporting him they praise you as if definitely the left they love to latch on to People with R's next to the name that are like they don't like Trump or they despise him. So it's not really saying anything. But the joke is when they say I'm going to support Biden over him. Right. That's when it becomes I can't take you serious about any of what you're saying. Give me one thing if they were like, oh, I'm holding him. I'm abstaining. I'm I'm going to vote third party or something right. like that. But for them to say, oh, well, we don't like this guy. He's unlikable. So we're going to support <laughs> Joe Biden. It's like. You can't take anybody serious in that <laughs> regard. not at all. Not at all. All right. We'll be back in a minute.
0: Friday's poll, uh, it was between Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton, whose comment was more offensive, of course. Joe Biden made the comment that was being kind of compared to Hillary Clinton's deplorable moment. There are probably anywhere from 10 to 15 percent of the people out there who are just not very good people. Eric, I think we agreed at the table. It was it was really more of a, a misperception of what Joe Biden meant. Yeah, I think no, I, I don't would. think he meant it, Trump it supporters. Me, yeah, yeah. But Hillary Clinton won that one, 78, almost 79 percent. To uh, Joe Biden's 21 percent, today's poll, if the election were held today, today, this moment, who would win, Trump or Biden?
1: Oh, um, I think Trump would win, to be honest. I just don't think people I don't think people give their honest take in polls. I mean, no, that's yeah. what I've got. Well, I don't I don't think I don't think people that are going to vote for Trump. And also, you see their, their poll size. It's like 800 people or something in, in a Democrat city. And you
0: go, oh. I mean, all the polls told us that Donald Trump wasn't going to win in 2016 as well. <laughs>
2: yeah, so. I mean, the swing state polling for Trump is actually better than people are talking about. Like, he's he, he currently has somewhere between like a very slight deficit to a slight lead across states like Arizona, Wisconsin, etc. So I would say Trump, but I don't feel particularly confident in that either.
3: <sighs> Eric, I would say yeah, Trump, but it, I think it's going to for sure swing its way. I mean I and mean, we're talking about now, but I think right. it's, like right. it's way once we start getting closer to this moment we're sure that some of this stuff boils over and everybody comes sure. the hell down.
0: It's cute it that you
1: think the hell
3: it's cute
0: <laughs> that you think that there's gonna be any point this year that we're just gonna have to That's true. Something else, else might come about. out. We're talking
3: about locusts in like Pakistan or uh, or something <laughs> like that and who knows, man? We just, what's next, man? The 11th plague.
0: <laughs> oh, God. It's And it's only June. I think we've all aged 10 million years since the beginning of the year. All right, thanks, guys, for being here. It's a Friday.
3: <laughs> thanks for listening to
1: the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.